Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Weekend sports with a difference. Yeah, I really shouldn't be drinking. Oh, really? You learned that in med school that you obviously didn't get into? A look at the weekend in sports with the inside story on the Blazers, the Ducks, and the Beavers. This is Sports Sunday with Mike Lynch. At least I have my own bed. Your bed is a car. Yeah, but it's a sweet car. And Rashad Taylor. He's a very gifted singer. I'm really, really good. How good? I've been called the songbird of my generation. Stop. By people who've heard me. That good. On 1080 The Fan. Happy Sunday morning, everybody. It's a little bit rainy out there. Strange because it's June, but it sucks outside it, there was some there was some cool days in between there like i mean the, when i the, mean it's been nice yeah, but it's rain, june now but, and it's no, awful out. and but when the rain came and like it really came like this time like it wasn't it wasn't playing there i guess some, it was hailing a little bit yesterday in some places too that's crazy like for no reason like this weather mother nature is no punk like you mother nature's undefeated and it can <laughs> and seriously it can ruin a a birthday a sunny day a wedding day so fast if if you're not cool to it well yesterday uh, it did not ruin a driveway gathering party thing that I went to. I got to go out and see some friends, and it was like six people just ha- having some beers, hanging out in the driveway in little, uh, little like lawn chairs. That's dope. That was pretty fun. That's dope. It was nice to have a little bit of a, sh- a social gathering event kind of thing. No, yeah, it's right now. The the cool part is I think people are being really creative about how they're starting to meet. You know, at first for the first few weeks it was all Zoom meetings and hangouts and. What's the other one? House party and stuff like that for the first couple weeks. Uh, that kind of started dying down, and then people were like, "I just need to see a real." I think people real realized person. that zooming was kind of awful because it, I mean, you're... it's cool, but it's like okay, at a point, like I, I want to. It gets weird because you know you guys start talking over each other and you can't really hear yep. what this person says. So you can't arguments... have multiple conversations at once. Yeah, so the conversations just aren't as cool. You have to really. Who wants to just let their per- let their friend finish their con? Finish their sentence before you talk. Like, who does that? Like, Nobody does that. No one does that. Everyone so, just jumps in and just goes, oh, but I, uh, me, me. No, 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 no. But yeah. so, and, uh, so my turn, my turn. So it's weird. You actually have to let them make their stupid point and then you have to respond. So, so that, <laughs> right. that's kind of why. What a dumb point, yeah, right? friend. That's kind of why Zoom meetings and our Zoom, you know, kind of meetups and stuff like that are getting old. I found yes. when I did Zoom stuff, I was silent most of the time because. If I didn't have much to say in that conversation, you can't like talk about anything else. You just got to let no, it run its you just course. Just have to look at the screen, and like, okay, <laughs> whatever. Cool. I just looked at my phone. It was cool. just like, boop, boop, right, boop, boop. right. No, so, <laughs> so yeah, like, uh, being able to do stuff to where you're just around people is cool. I saw this commercial. I think I might have talked about this already. I want to say it was like an Oscar Mayer. It was a hot dog commercial. I can't remember which company, hmm. but uh, 
they based they had a great idea as far as having like front yard barbecues. And I said, man, that's brilliant, man. Just because when you barbecue, you know, where do we do it? Typically, it's in the backyard, or if you don't have a backyard, your back patio, or it's somewhere right, like, it's like that. a private, it's like a private yeah. space for you and yeah. your family or whoever to exactly, gather. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And so, um, right now, obviously, a lot of people can't come over for those barbecues and stuff like that. So, just doing it in the front yard, it like, it made people that I didn't even know kind of, hey, all right, thumbs up. Like, good to see you. That's a great idea. What you cooking over there? So all of a sudden, it became a little more social. There were, like, you know, some people that walking by and just, like, it smells good. It's like, man, feel free to take a ballpark, man. You know, get a, have, a, have, a, have a bottle of water. Have a soda. Go for it. You know? I did. So that was kind of cool. I've seen on, on internets the, uh, the viral social media posts, COVID-related. I've seen people, like, having – a cooler out and they put a sign up on their lawn and then maybe like two or three and say hey do you want to come hang out have a beer and they just like give the person a beer and they just like talk to people and meet people yeah. and um just have any sort of social interaction that's pretty much sitting the on the driveway or sitting on the front lawn it sounds like that's kind of what you're doing i, I have a neighbor uh, he lives across the street and um they've lived there now for a while you know and honestly we don't get a chance to talker i don't think we've ever really spoken to be real like Mary, talks their happy holidays anymore. and stuff like that yeah. like i do i want to be i want to know i want to make sure yeah. that if somebody's breaking into my spot like my neighbors are cool enough to be like hey man don't do that because i'm definitely going to be like you don't live there so i, just, I would that's why you talk to your neighbors mm. you want to hope that mm. if it does go down you've got some some people on your side that okay. are gonna step in <laughs> and have your back but you know i got a chance to like kind of talk to him for a little bit we have uh uh sons right around uh, the same age and it's funny because you know one of the things we were doing during this quarantine is i you know set up my son's basketball hoop you know and so we pull it right out front and we just you know shoot and play and you know do some drills and stuff like that and, and you so, like joe as we've talked about before do not let your son win i mean i let i okay so let me say this there's gonna there's gonna games where we're really playing or well i'm like trying to show him stuff that we've been working on and yes then i'm giving him the business but if we're doing stuff like we're playing pig or something like that, I might I might let him win. And I'll is pig win. just horse but shorter? Yes. Okay. And I like you know nobody wants to play a long game like that. So I'll just you know I'll shoot much further, much much further away than he will. And so he'll, what's the he'll worst you've him. beaten him? P I G, bro. All straight straight letters. No no no. I'm talking about if you're playing a legitimate game. Oh, uh, I'm assuming you played a 21. No, we played play like seven or oh. five. Have you just beaten him seven zip? Seven zero. Yeah. Yeah, man. <laughs> Nothing. Uh, that's the time, you know, as a dad, like, that's when you're working on your own moves. That's when you're working on that behind the back fadeaway, you know, whatever the case is, just to make sure you've. You, right. You so got he stays down. in the game longer because you're working on something you're not great at yet. Yes. So, something like, you miss a couple so, of shots and yeah, he thinks he's in it, but really you're just toying with it's, him. It's all left hand fadeaways, you mm. know, at that point, just to see if, you know, I, they can start going in. But, you know, he's gotten gotten a lot better. But so I'll we'll be outside and we're. You know, doing stuff, and I'll look over and I act like I don't notice, but I, I hella notice. I'm sorry, little buddy, but I look over and I see the kid, you know, from across the street, looking out the window, just like, huh, I wish I could play with people. I wish I could go outside and play. And I see him all the time, and a part of me just wants to go, man, come on, come on down. But I know we're in the middle of a, you know, a crisis, so we can't really, really yeah, do that anymore. What, what's, what's the protocol for that? Like, can you go up to dad and say, "Hey, you know, he looks like he wants to play. Is that okay, or I mean, is it?" I don't know. I don't I like. I, I don't know. Like, you know, it'd be weird to wear gloves and a mask while you're trying to shoot. But if he needs to wear a mask, then man, go for it. Just make sure he washes his hands when he's, you know, when he's done. Like, I'm okay with it, you know. But I feel like 
I mean, okay. I mean, <laughs> I'm not a doctor. I will oh, preface yeah. that with this or, or this with that. But um, I feel like if he just plays with you and then goes and washes his hands really well, probably, yeah, I mean, probably okay. I don't think it would be too much of a problem. I, I was but just gonna I tell get my, it. You got to be safe. Right? Yeah, exactly. I was just going to tell my son, hey, man, just go old school. Just knock on his door and ask if he can play. You know, worst dad can say is no. And if dad says no, it's not because he doesn't want you to play with him. It's because he wants right him to now, be healthy. He wants him to be safe and all yeah. that stuff. So, so I mean, we'll, we'll see, man. But yeah, now is 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 a great time uh, to kind of do like this social distancing barbecue type stuff. So yeah, any way you can be around people just a little bit, like, and that's I think honestly, I think that's why these uh, these past few protests have been you know really really well attended, just because. To be real, there's nothing to do. And I think more than anything, if there's going to be a reason to be around people, then uh, a peaceful protest like is definitely, you know, a, a, a way to go, a way that you can be involved and still be around folks. But it's is it is it weird? Like for me, it's, it's still super strange to look at the protest, see all the masks everywhere. It's weird you know, to me that people are going without masks. To be honest with oh, you, <laughs> yeah, you know, there are some people that are just like, man, I'm. They're I'm like, afraid, it's over. I'm afraid of no ghost, man. I'm just gonna go ahead and not wear a mask anywhere, you know, ever. Uh, at points, I'm kind of one of those people. Like, I don't go to the like when I'm at the store and stuff. Like, I, I'm usually in and out. So, but I, I don't know. Like, I've changed. I, I was like that in the beginning. I kind of had a bit of a cavalier attitude about everything, and um, even though it's getting better here. And even though things are opening, yeah. I find myself, at least when I go to the store, wearing my mask now. When I before I was more inconsistent about it. Now it's just like I go into Safeway, which is a free for all, by the way. Like New Seasons, when you go there, or or these places, they have you know mandatory mask coverings, or they keep you in the line, or there's only so many people allowed in there. The Safeway I go to is just a free for all. You just go in. Half the people are in masks, half aren't. But I just kind of made the decision, you know. It's inconvenient for 10 minutes, and then I leave the store and I take it off. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. And do you wear your mask in your car? No. Joe, do, do you wear your mask in your car? No. That's negative. That is, That's, I'm sorry. Is unless, that... unless there are other people in the car with you, that is totally unnecessary. If there is a mask in the car guy, I'd love to know why you wear it in the car with no company. Like if there's no one in there, you're not you're, you're not doing Uber. Maybe you're or, worried about like the jet stream of the cars in front of you and their. Uh, like I guess that is that how it works? <laughs> Maybe that I just don't enters know. the. I would think enters your AC unit. <laughs> I would think the chances of that happening are extremely low. Yeah, I just I see it all the time. It's like, why do you have your mask on in the car? Like, if you really like your mask, man, cool. There are some people that love the Sub Zero Scorpion vibe that they get with with the mask. Like, I totally totally get it. You know, but I just don't People understand. looking like Bane out there. Yeah, seriously, man. There's actually I did see so I did see some darkness is your some of, some of the some of the masks have gotten really, you know, uh creative. I don't know I how I was born in it. I don't oh molded, molded by, by it. it. That's a great line, man. That's a great you know, <laughs> that whole that whole fight scene is one of the coolest, you know, ever. But I am curious about some people's mask because obviously You merely you know, adopted the, the dark. The t- <laughs> that test, do you have you done your mask? Oh, test you have to more do it like this. So, man, listen, I saw a guy with a actually, he actually like made a, a Bane mask. I was like, man, that's awesome. Like, actually, with like the metal, like, the, like the stuff on yeah. it and everything. I was like, man, yo, if you're gonna go, if you're gonna go about it and make a mask, that's the one that I want. I've seen I people wear legitimately everywhere. wearing Star Wars like full head masks. Yeah, see, now I'm that's, like, that's creepy. Like, at a, at a point, man. 
you know, if you're a, if you're a goon, like this is a, <laughs> this is like Disneyland for you, man. Just because now all of a sudden, like everybody is everybody's a suspect at this point because you're looking for the guy with the mask. Oh, that's cool, you know. So that's been one of those things. I'm surprised I haven't heard more, you know, stories of you know robbing or anything like that based on people just wearing the mask out. And the robberies all are all down because everyone's home yeah. all the time, 24-7. Well, and basically everybody got their robbery and looting out last weekend, I guess. So and A lot of the robbers got their stimulus check. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Everybody did all uh, two months worth in a weekend. That they did. Well, that's what Rashad was saying when we came in today was that it feels like generally in all the videos we're seeing, there's a lot less looting going on. Yeah, well, and I, it's just a lot more peaceful stuff. I'm seeing statues getting torn down. Confederate yeah, statues. That. Yes. Saw yes. that. The, the, uh, the right statues to yeah, be torn down. There was another one in Virginia that was the, um, uh, it was an auction block uh, for a slave auction. and That, that was, was still there? That was still there in Virginia. Um, was it like actually being commemorated as something yes, it or was. it was just sitting yes, there? Yes, it was. It was a, it was a uh, historical landmark in ah. Virginia. And it's since been removed since all this stuff has happened, which is more than the right thing. That yeah, I saw in Birmingham, Alabama, the mayor, because the some of the protesters there were trying really hard to tear down a statue. And the mayor just said, if you stop, we'll remove it tomorrow. And he removed it. So that was pretty cool. There good, we go. good on you, Birmingham mayor. Yeah, good um, for you. But yeah, it's, it seems like things have become more peaceful, at least on the protester side. We're still seeing videos of, you know, stuff going on that seems unnecessary but you know it's uh it seems to be getting better the national guard was pulled from dc so that's good yeah that's always good when uh i mean it's because uh potus put a wall around his his home <laughs> you know the fence he built that fence built first, a so wall he built yeah. the wall he, he finally got his wall yeah that's awesome it, it was funny because everyone was like look at this going up and i was like we saw this a year ago right down the street from here because they put that wall up around the ice building because we work right next to the ice building here mm-hmm. and when there was the protest there for i don't know i felt like a month remember we couldn't get in and yeah. stuff like that you had oh, to like yeah. walk here like oh man that was the worst um but they they had the same fencing go up the ice building so you know potus is protecting his home the you know all that fencing and you know good job good job potus we did see the uh the cool thing there was they made the street outside the White House, Black Lives Matter Avenue mm-hmm. or whatever, and they put it in, I don't know, I guess paint? I don't know what it was, tape or, uh, yeah, yeah, it was just, it looks really cool. Yeah. It's really well done. I thought, I was like, how did they do this overnight? That's really good. Really fast, man. Yeah. So it seems like things are getting a little bit more peaceful, but I'm glad they're still going on. People still want change, and I think from what I've been seeing, I've been following along on Reddit and some of the news sites, it seems like in certain places, some small changes are happening here and there, so that's good. Keep it going. Keep uh, keep the pressure on. It's all we want. That's, it's all that's, we want. It's all we need is for this change to in, invoke some type of conversation and then be able to go, you know, from there. Conversation is the most important thing. Absolutely. Talk talk to the other side and uh, be civil about it, and it'll things will happen. Things will change. All right, we do have sports in the show today. One thing we did not get to last week that I did want to talk about, and nothing's changed. Uh, baseball can't get the rest together, and we are careening towards no no season in baseball. And it does not feel good. So we want to, I want to talk about that. The NBA Players Association and the Board of Governors approved the 22-team plan. One dissenter, your Portland Trailblazers, which is kind of interesting. So we'll talk about that. Uh, we got Drew Brees' comments from this week. Uh, I want to play the video from the NFL players as well as the Roger Goodell response video, which for the very first time I thought Goodell did a decent job in dealing with a social issue. Uh, one 
big missing piece to that, but we'll get to that as well. And then, of course, Hater to Love It coming up at 1030. If you want to text us, remember the text line has changed. It is 503-250-1080. It is the same as our call-in phone number, so just put that in your phone, save it, and you text us there. No longer will 55305 work. Um, so text 503-250-1080 throughout the show. And then you can follow us on social media. I'm at Mike Lynch 27 on Twitter. Rashad's at TaylorMade503. And Joe is at JoeFish3FISCH. Station is at 1080 The Fan. Coming up next, we will start with baseball is failing. And will they get their ass together? This is Sports Sunday on The Fan. Weekend sports with a difference. This is Sports Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. 921 Sunday morning. Mike Rashad Joe with you. I also forgot I was going to talk about it in the first segment, but I had a uh, I had a nice person moment that I shared on Twitter this week, and I wanted to share it on the show, um, but I'll do it at a different time, maybe later in the show. Uh, got into a minor car accident on the way home from the show on Wednesday night and had a really pleasant experience with it, which was shocking because after car accidents, it's never really pleasant because you're all shaken up and people are angry and upset. And it was, uh, it was actually kind of nice. So I'll talk about that at some point later coming up in the show, but I wanted to get a little bit into the MLB being unable to get something done with its players to start the season. We now have, Almost every single sport either back a date to come back or a planned date to come back with plans set in place. The MLS is coming back. Basically, all the major European soccer leagues are back or coming back. Um, NBA set their set their plan. The NHL set their plan. Football seems to just be pushing forward, you know, hoping that things are going to be fine by by August and September. And yet we have the MLB who at the earliest point of COVID seemed the most likely to get something done. Uh, there was a lot of positive talk. There was an idea that they would all go to two or three different cities or use spring training facilities or whatever, but it was going to happen. Since then, everybody else has gotten it together and the MLB has drifted further and further apart from its players. Um, most recently, the MLB put forth an 82-game season with severe salary cuts. They were already taking a prorated salary, and then they asked for another 35-ish percent off of that. So most players are going to be getting paid 25% of their salary. Players said, nay, do not want that. Then they countered with wanting the full prorated salary. MLB said no, even though they sort of already agreed to that in the beginning, which I thought was strange. The MLB came back and said, okay, we'll do a tiered salary reduction system so if you make less you only lose a little bit more from the prorated number but if you make more you lose a lot more from the prorated number for example garrett cole mike trout bryce harper making over 30 million dollars a year they would have made about seven million dollars this year compared to the 35 or so that they were have that they would have they were supposed to make whereas the players making five hundred thousand dollars would be making like four hundred and seventy five thousand dollars players said no to that as well it felt like the MLB was trying to turn the players against each other. Um, players come back with a counter and say 114 game season, fully prorated, 
uh, which they knew the MLB wasn't going to accept. The ability to say, no, I don't want to play due to risk of the pandemic, all this kind of stuff. MLB flat out said no to that. And now they're threatening a 50-game season, fully prorated, but only 50 games, so it was still a lot less money. And the MLB players are none too happy about that. Back and forth we go. Not much is being accomplished. I thought that things were going to be close and be be ready to be done. And I, I can't look at this any other way but a massive failure for the MLB. What an opportunity that your entire season has yet to happen. And you're in the middle of a pandemic. And you're trying to figure out a smart and safe way to come back. And every other league has figured it out except for you when you have the most to lose. I'm just baffled that they can't get it together. They have the most to lose, and also of all the sports, it's the most social distancing sport as far as team sports. Like, you're super close in hockey. You're checking each other. Obviously, basketball, you're super close, and you're sweating on each other. Football, obviously, you're, that's as close as you can possibly be. Baseball, man, guys are 90 feet away from each other in most cases. So um, I'm not sure why it's taking so long for, for them to start and for them to come up with you know a resolution. Uh, I will say this, 50 games – doesn't seem like baseball 50 games that seems like college baseball or something like that like i mean thank that, you for saying that rashad because most people who don't like baseball say 50 games hell yeah let's do it no 50 and i'm games like is, that's i'm like i'll watch it listen, but listen, god you won't see situations we see teams all the time in baseball that have a slow start and then by june june july you know somewhere around there they pick it up and all of a sudden last year's world series winners there you go you know that doesn't happen if Washington Nationals. That doesn't happen uh, if there's they don't get 50 games to warm up. Like usually teams, like great teams, and you guys, you guys know baseball much more than I do. But you got 114 wins or something like that, you know. And how many losses? Oh, my, my math isn't great, but like that would be what, six, uh, 60 losses. I don't know. I don't want. Don't make something. me do math this early in the morning. Something. Something. You know, so I, either way, like you know, losing 50 games for a World Series winning team isn't. Out of the question, right? Like, no, I mean, I mean that's not that's, that's not a something... lot. That's a lot of wins, and yeah. it's pretty rare that that happens. But you know, a World Series winning team, you know, over a hundred wins, sure. So yeah, like so, I'm 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 looking at that, saying like you don't give teams an opportunity to really warm up and to really man, understand, you know, their their team or really where they're fit, where they fit on their team. So I think 50 games is really abbreviated. 100 games, okay, that feels more like baseball. We've been saying all the time, baseball season is too long. You know, mm, no, baseball I'm, season's just right. Okay, says baseball guy. Joe's baseball season just right? Uh, With 162 games? Yes. Is that <laughs> just right? Mike's trying to influence my decision. Yes, I mean, in baseball season is 162 games. That's just what it is. I'm, I'm asking you. Like, is, is that... Is that a lot of games? Is that too many games? Oh, I mean, yes. I mean, the ongoing joke growing up between me and my friends are like, all right, well, at least there's 468 more games left in the regular season. <laughs> I think the thing that I love about baseball the most is that it's a game that happens every single day. And so I love the 162 games, A, because you've got all the history and the stats and you're trying to, you know, you've got the leaderboards and all that kind of stuff. But uh, it's a sport where things can change drastically within the season. It gives teams a chance, like you're talking about, to have a slow start or a slow month or withstand injuries. But I don't know. It's just to me, that's just kind of what baseball is. So I'm just glad to hear you say that it doesn't feel like baseball if it's only 50 games. No, that feels weird. It that's, would be that's exciting. That's abbreviated. That's a, that's a – you're talking about, you know, uh, a third of your season, you know, somewhere like a little over than – A little under a little third, under third yeah. of your season. Like, yeah. that's not that's – not, that's nothing. You know, that doesn't give guys uh, an opportunity to 
really play baseball. And like I said, you have a lot of uh, great teams that will will indeed start slow and not understand, you know, everybody's role this point. Like batting lineups are going to change. Uh, you're going to make some trades, all this stuff. You don't give your team an opportunity to to really grow, and you really can't grow as a GM if you only have 50 games. What if you what if you punt on somebody? You know, it's baseball, but what if you punt on somebody? You know, within the first 20, uh, 15 games, man, that guy is not what we want. And then you trade them to the Royals, and what do you know? They're amazing. Like that could have been your guy, but again, you a time that you would have had all this. I'm not sure teams are going to be making drastic decisions in a season like this, like that. I would certainly hope not. But again, if, if you were already in the basement, you need to make some changes. Like this doesn't really give you an opportunity to do that. So I don't like the idea of 50 games. I would a hundred games would be just fine. You know, I I think 162 games is that's, that's a man. That's a whole lot of baseball and you don't get a lot of competitive baseball in between it. There's some, there's some great, no, there's some great games. Listen, you guys already know, let's not call it the dog days of summer for no reason. Okay. There's some, I love the dog days of summer. I love dogs and I love summer. Well, there you go. Well, you're, you are (laughs) on your, you and Joe are on your Island, you know, where you guys love the dog days, but for the most part, like I, like I always say, there's a reason that I like how you're putting Joe in this, even though I don't think he loves the dog days like like I do. (laughs) But there's a reason that, you know, all these sports outlets, they come up with Joe likes baseball more than I do. I doubt that. (laughs) I doubt that Mr. I'm not watching triple A baseball. He's a super Orioles fan, you know, watches every single game, even though they suck. Thanks, Mike. Well, this I just had to throw that in there. Yeah. I used to have an Orioles hat. Way to be mature. <laughs> Twenty-seven <laughs> trophies aren't good enough. Yeah, if one thing, mature, not the word I would use. But yes, <laughs> uh, no, twenty-seven is not good enough, Joe. You could always win more. You can spare a couple. Hmm. Could. So, <laughs> Don't want to. <laughs> I'm not gonna. Wa- I mean, I'm, fifty games will be. I mean, that's like a. A mad rush, you know, so it'll be exciting. Yeah, I mean it'll it'll be exciting baseball, but are you really getting the best loyalty? Because no. at where at your cap at fifty games, a lot of teams are just really kind of getting started at I, that I, point. I would say that there's still a chance that you would get the World Series that you would have expected or thought you deserved or something like that. Whether that's you know, I, I think this year the favorites would have been Yankees Dodgers, right? So in a fifty game season, maybe you still get that in the World Series maybe and then you're like oh well, okay it was a fun little short season and it kind of it's a throwaway season i'm not sure the world series champion would feel particularly deserving right because it didn't go through what most teams go through to get there but i mean it would still be a world series win so Can we mean, still acknowledge that champion as a champion or are they going to be there like would be an asterisk next, next to it for sure you know because um, i think about like the 99 spurs or even like the uh, the 2012 um miami team it's like man yeah you won but like you didn't start until christmas and you know you didn't you you played 40 games and you didn't play a whole season where remote, most people are just getting was that know, just in 2012 that that happened i think that the last lockout was that 2012 god yeah There's, i think miami to was me that's like no that. way yeah. nba lockouts let's see 2011 2012 yeah, 66 so, games not 66. super shortened no so not from 82 not too bad so that's no. that's much better than the one the, 98 the 99 games. was 50 yeah, yeah the 50 games that they had 98 99 and people looked at the spurs like yeah i mean you guys are good but you're not champions well you but they had, jordan but they had won other titles though the spurs i think did, that so. i think the winning other titles definitely legitimized that first one but just imagine if the spurs never won again they would be they're absolutely be an asterisk all right let's take a break coming up next the NBA is coming back. 22 ga- uh, teams. That includes the Blazers. 
and we'll tell you the details next. First, Joe has SportsCenter. Weekends were made for sports. This is Sports Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. Twenty-two teams will be going to the return of the NBA season in Orlando, Florida. Florida, as I used to say it. Um, I'm pretty pumped about this. I actually like the plan a lot. They're going to have every single team there play eight regular season games against teams that are also there um, to determine who will be in the playoffs. That is obviously most important for the back end of the West. Uh, the East only has one other team going. <laughs> all, uh, all nine teams in the East? Yeah, the Wizards are going to be the extra team. But uh, there are five other teams in, in the West going, and they're going to play those eight games to see who's going to be in the playoffs. And then there's going to be a play-in game between the eight and the nine seed, or a play-in series, if the nine seed is within four games of the eight seed when the eight games are over. It's going to be double elimination um, for the eight seed, single elim- elimination for the nine seed. So at most, you'll have two games. Um, and whichever team advances makes the playoffs as the eight seed, which is pretty exciting. I like that idea a lot. Uh, it's it's not exactly fair for, say, the Grizzlies, who if they finish four games above the nine seed, then lose to whoever is in the nine. Like, let's say the Blazers are the nine seed, right? and the Blazers beat the Grizzlies back-to-back games, that means the Blazers take the spot. It doesn't feel particularly fair, but it's pretty exciting. It'd be really, really fun to watch a a two-game series in that sense where it's just like, must win, must win, let's go, just to then play the Lakers and probably get slaughtered. But you know what I mean? I I think it's a pretty exciting idea. So I I like the way the NBA is coming back. It makes sense to me. I I mean, I just want to see NBA, so I don't give a damn how they're coming back. I'm just glad that they're doing it. I, I... I will say I do like the idea of them being able to tinker with the playoff format. And we talk about it on the show. Like, I think if you're going to do it, now's the time. Like, you you have the perfect opportunity to see if this will kind of work out and this can be something a little more competitive and that people can actually work with. I do have questions, though. Like, and I guess my first one would be, what do your rosters look like? Are you going with what was the active roster on March 11th? No. Or are you going with what your current rosters are? Because I'll be honest, I like the Blazers' chances a lot more against the Lakers with the current healthy roster. Yeah, because yeah. Lillard said that both Nurk and Collins would be back. That's and and I think you know you're looking at that and saying you're not the same, you're not the same Blazers team that you were a few months ago when they were you know the ninth team or the what the ninth or tenth seed ninth seed. Uh, they're tied for nine right now. When they were the there, ninth are, there are three teams tied for the ninth seed. So you're not the same team that you were then, just instantly because you added. Uh, what could arguably be the the second or third best center in the West to your squad, and then you get back, you know, one of the better defensive posts in all the league in Zach Collins. So that changes the Blazers roster off top. All the little nicks and scratches that you had going in um, to what was going to be that, you know, that playoff push that you were going to have towards the end of the season, man, those are all healed up. You've had three months at this at this point uh, to heal. So. I'm looking at this Blazers team saying, why they can make noise, you know, in the playoffs. They can absolutely do that. You miss guys like Rodney Hood. Obviously, he's not going to be back because of 
you know, the the Achilles injury, but Kevin Durant came out and said he's not coming back for this. No, okay, dude, and that's smart. Like, I mean, I yeah, think Kyrie I mean, also said he's not coming back for this. I mean, John Wall is, might try. I mean, John Wall is playing for his life. Like, he's trying to, he's playing for relevance at this point because John Wall has been taken over by Bradley Beal oh, really fast. John Wall's still making $40 million a year and just happy, probably. No, no, <laughs> he's, he's happy, but I think there's still an ego there, and I think there's still a part of him that wants to show that he's the leader of that Wizards team, but nah, you're not anymore. That's Bradley Beal's team, and it has been for a little bit. But I am really excited to see that. I'm just curious of what the the playoffs would would look like because, again, everybody thinks that you're just going to go play L.A. and just get ran over. I'd say not so. Like, if the Blazers have a full roster uh, and a healthy roster, sans, obviously, uh, uh, Rodney Hood, then they can make noise, and they can – they're not going to beat LeBron, but just to think that they're going to get rolled over, I think is crazy. I think it's just going to be different in terms of expectations because there's been such a long break. Yes. I, even with this, the, the Lakers are way better than the Blazers Yes, are. they are. So to be rolled, they still might be rolled over and the Blazers might play well. It could be like that series a couple of years ago where the Warriors swept the Blazers, but every game was close, right? The Blazers had a lead in three of the four games, but they still got swept. I mean, it could be like that. And what you take a moral victory out of that? No, but at this point, we're really good at taking moral victories here in Portland. Uh, that I know. Also, really good at making really average players seem way better than they are. A la Rudy Fernandez. Uh, a la Zach Collins right now. <laughs> I mean, people on Twitter are like saying Zach Collins is the chosen one at this point. It's like, okay, slow down, guys. He's good. He's getting better, but come on. I think not it's, that great. As soon as he's able to average about man ten a game, you know, right around there. And do what he does. Like he's gonna be a he's a solid player. He's not yeah, gonna if he be can like, average like ten and ten. Yeah, he's not gonna be like Devonta Sabonis or anything like that. He's not gonna be that guy, but he can still be a, a solid role player for your team. And I think that's really all he's you can. He's a good have. defender. Yeah. Um I'm just I'm excited the basketball is gonna come back in this way, and I think there's a bit of house money here because you lost the season, right? You were already eight games under five hundred. Let's not forget that the Blazers were eight games under five hundred. Um the season's coming back in this weird format. You're included in it. You have a chance to make the playoffs because of it. Probably more of a chance now than you did back then. Um, there's also the small positive as well that I, I didn't realize. So the Blazers have played more games than the Kings and the Pelicans, who I believe are tied with them in the nine seed right now. So because of that, their percentage points are higher, their winning percentage. And at the end of these eight games, the winning percentage will be the deciding factor of who advances if there's a tie. Because every team has played an uneven amount of games at this point, and they're just playing a flat eight games. So nobody's going to be finishing the season with the exact same amount of games played to make it an even standings choice. So the Blazers do have a small advantage there because they played a couple of more than the teams around them. So the winning percentage is a bit higher. So that's good. I mean, you're kind of playing with house money. You might make the playoffs. If you get to play in a really exciting uh, two, one to two game series with the Grizzlies, that'd be a lot of eyeballs on your team, which is cool. Um, and then, yeah, you're in, you're in the playoffs. It's just, I feel like at this point, there's no pressure to it anymore. It's just, Hey, we got some NBA back. It'll be fun. Your team's involved, even though they were the one team that voted against the proposal, which I thought was kind of interesting. The only team that said no was them. Um, well, so, uh, I, I feel like you're playing principles. with house kids well, got yeah. principles, you know, I mean, so. they said they thought there were better ideas on the table than this one, uh, more competitive. And plus they were. For whatever reason, they were frustrated that the lottery odds were frozen and were not going to be including these eight regular season games. Don't know the full explanation behind that. But, um, yeah, I feel like at this point, 
just watch it and enjoy it and don't take too much stress out of it. It's not like the same NBA playoffs. No. It's way different. Yeah, I I agree. It's not going to be the same playoffs, but it's going to be it's going to be fun to watch and fun to see uh how these guys respond to all the time off, you know. They've basically had a almost a full off season, you know, where they've been away from basketball. You know, you know that initial first few games back like it's kind of guys are still getting their basketball legs underneath them. So, it's probably going to take a little while for some of these teams to to come together and gel. That's why I think if there's any time that somebody's going to beat the Lakers, this is it, you know, because they like everybody else, they've been off, they ain't been able to practice. They that, you know, continuity and chemistry that they may have built, you don't know if it's there. So everybody is kind of on the same, you know, level right now as far Everyone's as Everyone's like, going to be rusty. So. Yeah, everybody's going to be rusty. Nobody's been around been able to practice with each other or go over plays or any of that other stuff. They might have been watching film together like, you know, watch parties and stuff, but maybe not definitely not able to like do a lot of workouts and drills and team related stuff together up until they opened their uh, team's facilities here a little while ago. So uh, we'll see. I think it'll be fun. And I think this will be that, you know, kind of, this is a toss up year for me. It's not, it's not so much a guarantee that the Lakers are going to win right right now. No, but again, it's, are people going to view it the same? Are they going to be like, Oh, well they deserve to be the, the champion because it's a weird year. I mean, they played most of the year, right? Everyone's in the high sixties in terms of games played. But oh, it's just strange. Such a such a strange thought of like who's going to care about the winner at the yeah. end. Uh, but it'll be fun. NHL's coming back as well. Uh, uh, soccer's all coming back. So you can please believe if the Blazers win. We are going to treat that like any oh, other like oh. any championship ever. So I mean, people will. I'm not sure they should, but they uh, will. We, oh, oh, we, oh, will. we will. Trust oh, wait, me. you were the nine seed and you finished four games out of the playoffs, but you beat the team twice to make the playoffs and, and you, you wound up winning and you won the championship. Parade, let's go! <laughs> Absolutely, everybody gets the day off that day. I guarantee when they when the Trailblazers win a championship, the city will be closed down. Everybody's gonna have the day off. It's gonna be a paid day off. All right, I want to tell the story. The uh, what I teased a couple of segments ago. I had a I had a nice human moment on Wednesday this week, and I wanted to share that. So that's next here on the fan. Weekend sports with a difference. This is Sports Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. Nine fifty here on Sports Sunday. Mike Rashad, Joe, with you till eleven o'clock. Leshwalk Tires podcast online. If you missed any of the show and want to take a listen afterwards, I wanted to share this story because it's. You know, it's been a it's been a week of intensity, some bad stuff going on around the world. There's a lot of negative news coverage all about there, and I had a I had an experience on Wednesday that I thought was immensely positive. Um, in in a bad in a bad situation, it was a positive. Um, left here Wednesday night from the hot corner. It was like nine fifteen at night. And um, I was going home, getting back to 26 from the South Waterfront. So for those of you who know the city well, that means you have to take the kind of crazy, windy roads, Kelly Avenue, up to the merged 26. It's not the, not the most, uh, it's not the easiest part of the city to drive, right? It's a little bit confusing. There's lots of ons and offs and certain lanes you have to be in, et cetera. So I was merging onto Kelly Avenue where the right lane turns into NATO only and the left two lanes lead you back to 26. 
Car in front of me gets into the middle lane because he wasn't making a right. I get into the middle lane because I wasn't making a right. The car in front of me hesitates, and I go, ah, okay, I'll move over one more lane. I have to be in the left lane anyway. And I start going past him, and he doesn't look in his mirror, and he just turns into the lane right next to me. You know, we hit side to side. Both side view mirrors get messed up. Uh, paint scratches along both sides. Not not a major accident, just, you know, okay. we, we hit cars. Um, pull into the 7-Eleven parking lot. And uh, it turns out it was a, a father teaching his son how to drive. And he was like a 19-year-old kid, hadn't learned how to drive yet. And um, I guess somebody in front of him didn't know the right turn lane ended and tried to get in front of him, and he didn't check and just tried to get out of the way and hit me. The dad was super nice and was really apologetic about it. And the kid was super embarrassed that it happened, obviously. I mean, it was his first accident. It was his fault because he didn't look in the mirror. And... You know, I, I've been in a, in a, in a minor accident before. Like I was like, it happens. Like, I mean, things happen. The damage wasn't that bad. Good for you. you know, we both have insurance. Like we're going to be able to get it dealt with. Um, and it was, it was, it was a nice experience, right? Like I talked to the dad, I talked to the son, I joked with the son. I was like, you feeling a little shaken up now, huh? He goes, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, you're going to feel that way for a couple of days. It's, it's the, your first accident. You're like, uh, uh, how do I drive? Oh my God, what am I doing? And, um, so that was it, right? I called my insurance the next day. I talked to his insurance, and, and we got it done. And then I got a text, 3.50 p.m., and it says, remember to get an accident form from the DMV if the damage is over $2,500. bucks. i will suspend your license if you don't turn that in. I didn't know that, so that was super helpful. This is from the dad, by the way. Um, I've given all the information to your insurance in mind, and I'm definitely sorry we had to meet under these circumstances. My son's doing well today and feels horrible. I'm just thankful no one was hurt. He learned a valuable lesson last night on looking in blind spots in his mirrors. He was paying attention to the car on the right, not on the left. He couldn't see the ears until metal touched. I hope all is well. And, uh, you know, and I responded, you know, said thank you for being kind when it happened. And it was just kind of a moment in a week of a lot of anger and uncertainty and conflict and negativity this it was such a little bright spot for me of like we are still people together that are doing things together that are you know as long as we're nice to each other we can get through scary situations right nobody wants to be in a car accident even if it's minor it's frustrating like you have to like i'm going to have to go get a rental car and i'm bringing my car into the shop and you lose it for x amount of days and you know you pay your deductible on your insurance and if it's your fault your insurance goes up it's you know all those things it's frustrating, but in that situation, it was very nice to have a calm, normal, cordial moment with a human when everything else seems to be going crazy. So I wanted to share the story. It was a, it was a nice, it was a nice little moment in the middle of my week. That's cool. You know, it's always good when you have those little, um, you know, just kind of small interactions with people, you know, throughout the week, and um, especially when, you know, right now there's a, it's it's a it's a scary time, you know, with, without. You know, I think I've done enough, not enough talking about it. I'm going to talk much more about it. But as far as on these airways, I think I've talked enough about it, you know, enough for everybody to know kind of what we're talking about. But there's enough craziness and things going on in this on this in this country around this world right now to where sometimes, man, just those interactions with people that are just friendly and are just nice man, are enough to just lift your spirits a little bit and enough to just make you smile or make you feel good, even just for that little bit. You know, uh, it's cool. I, I was getting a, a new tire um, yesterday, and I, I met a gentleman 
who, you know, a little down on his luck and everything, but he was still so positive. And like everything about him, like seriously, he's in a wheelchair. He could barely, it was raining yesterday. So he was inside of, you know, where I'm getting my tire changed and he's, he's trying to, you know, maneuver himself around his wheelchair, but it's so slippery on the ground. So it's kind of gave him a hand and turned him around and everything like that. But, you know, he just talked to me about just some of the, the bad things that have happened to him, but it was still kind of like, but I'm here and I'm this and, you know, and I'm, I'm still going to fight and I'm still going to like, and it was really, it was really inspirational, you know? So when these things happen, so I understand how that could have happened to you yesterday or, or, you know, earlier within the week and kind of made you feel a little, uh, a little good about that. So, you know, it's still, there's still room to, for, for love and there's still room for, um, you know, for respect and, and all those things with each other. So if we can find those little moments, you know, those little teachable moments for ourselves and, that's absolutely great. So I'm glad you were able to have one of those. And hopefully everybody's able to have one of those, you know, this week. Just something to pick up your spirits a little bit and just make you smile and, you know, make you feel good about being you. So that, that's pretty awesome. Yeah. And and to be clear, I've gotten this on Twitter and I've seen it on the text line already. Um, I was not speeding. I was on a side street. I was coming off of a merge. It was going, I was going normal <laughs> traffic speed. Um, so <laughs> it was honestly a, a thousand percent not my fault, which was uh which was nice to, to know it going into it as well. I think that helped me mentally of like, mm -hmm. I'm not going to have to pay for this. So I'm, I'm feeling a little bit calmer about this too. Um, all right. Coming up next hour, we do have hate it or love it at 1030. And I wanted to play some audio for you because we have the NFL player video that came out followed by the Roger Goodell response to that video, which I thought was a pretty good moment for the league for the most part. Uh, late this week. So I want to play that for you next. This is Sports Sunday on the Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.